This is the Evolve Marriage Podcast, episode 34. Today, I'm talking to Master Coach Mark Hildebrand about how to lead your family without being too pushy. Hi, this is Kate. And this is Eric. And this is the Evolved Marriage Podcast. Where we have fun with growth and connection. Thanks for joining us. All right, let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Today, I'm interviewing Mark Hildebrand. So Mark Hildebrand is a certified push and life coach and currently a law enforcement officer for the LAPD who struggled through self-sabotage for decades. So after discovering what was truly holding him back, he was able to navigate a 100-pound weight loss journey, create an epic connection with his family, and show up as a better leader in all areas of his life. He now coaches other leaders how to level up their mindset and actions so they can reach their full potential in everyday life. I hope you enjoy. All right, everyone. So I want to welcome Mark to the Evolve Marriage Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, Mark. It's great to have you. Oh, man. It's great to be on the podcast. I greatly appreciate it, Eric. So our listeners just heard kind of your official bio, if you will, what you've done in in law enforcement and how you're coaching people around mindset and you're really having a huge impact on first responders. I guess my first question is, what's something that you'd like our listeners to know about you that maybe they can't find out there? That's a great question. So I have been a police officer from LAPD for 19 years and right now I'm a sergeant. I am a sergeant inside of internal affairs. Okay. So that's not a lot of things that I say publicly because a lot of people think of it as the dark side. Um, <laughs> but in reality, I can do a lot of good when people bring a lot of fictitious stuff, when they bring false complaints. My, um, the skills that I've developed from being on the street can really help me identify when it's actually total BS. Um, and right. it actually protects a lot of the officers. And I would say like 97% of everything that's brought to me, I, I kind of like see it and I'm like, okay, let me, let me dive into this. And when I dive into the investigation, I found out that like none of it's true. And the officers kind of sweating it for no reason whatsoever, just because anytime you're, you have like a complaint or something, you're, um, you're, you're very alert with like, oh my God, like what's going to happen kind of thing. Um, so that's one thing I don't share very often, but, um, I'm sure we're going to get into a whole bunch of other things in terms of how I let that job and that career kind of like, uh, take over my health, take over my, um, you know, amount of time that I want to spend my family, the connection with my wife, all those great things. Um, because I'm the kind of person where I go hundred percent. And at the time I thought I could only go hundred percent in one area of my life. And I thought that, yeah, that's going to be able to take care, care of the other areas. And it didn't. And I had to have that, uh, awakening moment, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. And and I love that, man. I actually didn't know that about you uh, and we've known each other for a long time. So that's really cool, man. Uh I appreciate you sharing that. I I definitely want to talk a little bit about your history. Um, You know, I've learned a lot about leadership from you, a lot about mindset from you. And it really has impacted the way that I show up, not only as a husband, uh, but also as a father, right? As a leader of my family. Mm. And one thing that I find about myself with, which, you know, I'd love for you to touch on in your experience is I tend to go kind of zero to a thousand, Right. And I'm, I focus on one thing and I'm going to go all in on that one thing. Um, and my wife, you know, Kate, she likes to say that I have a bit of a, an addictive personality. And I don't often think that, you know, that's healthy unless I continue to create awareness around prioritizing what's most important to me. So, mm-hmm. What's really some tips and tricks that you've had in continuing your growth and continuing to lead in certain aspects of your life while still continuing to prioritize marriage and family? That is a great question, Eric. That's a great question. So um, being a life coach, I really like to focus on words, right? Because words kind of like tell us what's going on in here, what's going inside, going on inside of our brain. And um, primarily everything that I struggle with had to do with mindset. And so when I like actually have the words come out of my mouth, when I say the words, or like I, I can do this or that, 
what it's kind of doing is it's handcuffing me to one and it's not allowing me to be creative. And so, like, I mean, an example of this is I was like, hey, I can either be 100% at work, search warrants, all these kind of extracurricular activities, going to court, being on call all the time, or I could be at home and spend amazing time with my family and spend time with my kids and create that connection with my wife because I can't do both. But see, here's the thing. When you use an or, you kind of like close the door on you and it makes you feel like a little bit comfortable because you're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to take care of over here. But when you start asking yourself like questions around and how could I make it and how could I show up amazingly well when I'm at work and disconnect completely when I'm at home so I can show up over there on my A game? And what's funny is when you start asking yourself those powerful questions, like, you know, like you're going to get powerful answers, right? If you're getting power, like terrible answers in your life, it's because you're asking yourself terrible questions, right? And so when you get to that real deep of like, how might I do both? How can I do this and this? It kind of like it presents itself to you and you realize that it's possible. And as a matter of fact, when you do that, it actually is something that is goes through your entire life. There's nothing that is like untouched. You know, when I started to take care of my health, it's the same thing. When you take care of your health and you're building yourself from the ground up, all of the other things get easier. But see, our brains try to try to throw in the limiting beliefs and say, well, you don't have the time. You don't have the energy. You don't have this. That's selfish. Like, why are you doing that? That, that was my brain is like that was that limiting belief that got me to never take that time to, to take care of myself or to even spend the time with my family that I truly wanted to was this thought of like, oh, I, that's kind of selfish. I've got to keep my, my partner safe. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Mm-hmm. And like just the way that those words, even the word that you have to do something, right? As opposed to get to doing it. Like all of these, all of this language is like for me as a life coach, when I'm talking to someone and coaching them, I hear those words and I'm like, okay, that's where we want to laser focused in. But also like I'm human too. I still have those words come out of me and my daughter, the word try. Anytime I use the word try, my daughter's like, daddy, no, not try. You're going to do it because I schooled her so many times that she's like, she's flipping the switch on me. So it's the and versus or that is kind of like the easiest, most simplest way is like, it's never an or situation. It's always an and dude. I absolutely love that, man. And, and I a hundred percent agree. You know, when I think about this, this idea of the mind is designed to win, right? The mind is going to mm-hmm. try to create whatever you want it to go after, right? It's mm-hmm. essentially just a tool to use. And I think when you, when you move from or to end, it really becomes about opportunity, the future, right. And where you want to go. Mm-hmm instead of this idea of here's all the reasons I can't move forward. Right. And right. it really limits your choices. Like you said, um, because I often think about this idea of, you know, our perception of reality and something that we talk mm. a lot on our podcast, Kate and I is, you know, how you can actually convince yourself out of doing certain mm. things just because it mm-hmm. feels so safe based on your perception. So yes. I, yeah, I just absolutely love what you said when it comes to, you know, using and instead of, or, and how it really elevates opportunity in your life. It opens all kinds of new doors towards connection, intimacy, adventure, not only with your spouse, but also with your kids, man, which is awesome. You are amazing at articulation, man. I just got to say like, guys, you don't know how powerful you have here as a, as a podcast host with Eric, but like, he literally just took what I said in like five minutes and he condensed it into 30 seconds. And it made it so like, he's so easily like able to articulate that, man. So I just want to say how much I appreciate that because when you said that back to me, I'm like, that is exactly what it is. Yeah, man. I, I really appreciate you saying that. And one thing I, I, you know, and this is really for myself, selfishly that I have you here, I really <laughs> kind of want to want to bother you a bit to help me out. One of the things that mm-hmm. I think about, you know, not only as a coach, but also, you know, I'm kind of a hard charger, right? I'm a go all in type of guy. I'm a pusher. Like I do all these things and I'm really all mm-hmm. about setting goals to the point that even sometimes my friends are like, dude, you got to take it easy. You know what I mean? Just yeah. take a break. And yeah. I sometimes find that that type of energy 
right. That I sometimes bring to things that can kind of seep into our, our marriage, our relationship with Kate and I, in times Mm -hmm. that it can almost lead to being kind of undesirable or pushy almost, if you will. And it's conversations that we have a lot about where, you know, Kate really loves personal growth as well. And she loves to grow, but sometimes being around somebody that's constantly just pushing and and having all these goals and, and being so driven can be exhausting because it's all, I'm always asking questions. I'm always curious. Mm-hmm. I never shut off. And so I'm wondering if you have any advice, you know, really just for me, you know, as a person who constantly wants to improve to really create space in my family for allowing my wife and my kids to really be themselves and finding their own identity. I love that question so much. And, and I'm going to come out with it, that at, at a couple of different angles because Kate definitely needs to meet Teresa because that is just like me. I'm like hundred percent in, I'm like always, I'm like, it's like almost time to go to bed. And I'm like <laughs> asking appreciative inquiry based questions of my wife. And she's like, can you please knock it off? We just are going to sit down and watch it. But yes. Um, so a couple of things. Number one is, um, you know, of course, having that communication. So one of the things that I tell Teresa all the time is I tell her, Hey, listen, um, I have, I have all these hats. I'm a coach. I'm a police sergeant. I'm like, I'm a father. I have all of these things going on. I'm, I'm like, I'm actually in the process of like putting together and writing a book around leadership. And so I have all of these things going on. And what I fail to remember sometimes is that she didn't sign up for me to be her coach. She signed up for me to be her husband. And so I tell her, Hey, you have my 100% permission that if I start going down that path that you say, Hey, Let's take a time out for right now, right? Because a lot of times I will do that. Like she'll bring something to me and I'll be like, oh, well, she naturally wants me to fix it. And she doesn't. All she wants to do is just have a great conversation with me. My daughter's the same way too. She'll just want to go on a walk and talk the entire time. When we get back, she's like, that was the best talk ever. We just did that before this. I'm like, I didn't even say two words, right? But it was just the power of that's what she needed at that moment. So the first thing I would say is like, be open to allowing them to put you kind of in your place and just say, hey, this is not like a coachable moment. This is not one of those th- one of those times. And so it's actually in that process, um, I was... I, I was um, spending time when I was really struggling with this every night, like journaling, like writing down, like, okay, what did I do well about that? What, what was I trying to fix? What could I do better tomorrow? All that kind of stuff, kind of like reflecting to make sure that I wasn't doing that. The second thing is, is the best thing that you can ever do to like lead your family is model the behavior that you want to see. Eric, while you're going through certification, one of the most important things is that you set goals and that you work on coaching yourself so that you kind of like earn the right to coach and lead others. And so for me, I have to make sure that I'm modeling the behavior. It speaks louder than any words that I could ever say. I mean, I've told my kids to eat healthy. Uh, I've done that before, but them seeing me and me talking about it now has them doing it. And I'll I'll say one key thing because I ended up total opposite of where I am now, but I was playing video games all the time. I was eating terrible food. I was hundred pounds overweight. And I was in this process of like starting to get my health and fitness on, uh, on track. And I know my wife wanted to do that too. But once again, she didn't want a coach to kind of help her, but that was who I thought I needed to be at that moment. And so I was pushing her to go to the gym. I was pushing her to do this and I was pushing her to do that. And I was like, I didn't realize, I'm like, why, why is she not like taking it seriously? Why isn't this important to her? And what I found is like me pushing was actually the opposite of what she needed. What she needed is she needed me to model the behavior. And I was saying, hey, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start this workout. I'm going to start the way this, this um, nutrition plan. I'm like, if you join me, that's cool. If not, that's totally cool. I'm going to be in the garage and be working out. And it only took a couple of days and then she was in there with me. And it was this idea of like modeling the right behavior. So anytime I hear like, let's say um, I'm, I'm on the job and somebody's like, hey, you know what, how do I get my subordinates or how do I get the officers to follow me? I ask them, 
Are you modeling behavior? Are you doing it yourself? And number two is, are they seeing that you're doing the behavior? Because if you're doing it all behind the scenes and they don't see you doing that, like they're not going to realize that, hey, you're, you're doing that. So I make sure that when I'm trying to lead somebody, I'm modeling the behavior and I'm showing them, even for my kids. And this can even go with like making mistakes. Like I will come to the dinner table with some great questions in terms of like, hey, what did you fail at today? And what did you guys learn from it? Kind of thing. And I will share that too. I will share, here's where I failed today. And they're like, what? You, you failed? You failed while you're at work? Wow. And I'm like, yes, I failed at work and this is what I can do better. And so by modeling that, by sharing that with them, they're, they're like, oh, this is just a part of life. The same with like getting them all, whenever my wife's around, just hugging her and giving her a kiss, grossing them out and just like opening the doors for her, doing things that I want them to grow up and my son to do. And knowing that my daughter's going to be like, oh, that's the way that you're supposed to treat um, your, uh, your wife. Cause that's the way that my dad always, I know that they're kind of watching that. And I get that opportunity every time I'm in the room. And if I go over and grab their mom or, do, you know, just hug her or whatever, I want them to kind of see that because I want them to see that I'm modeling the behavior. And that's kind of like what is expected. So I think that is the most important piece because so many times we try to force the lesson. We try to push the lesson. And mm-hmm. that's the quickest way to get it pushed the opposite direction. Instead, model the behavior. And if you do it enough times, like that's going to be something that's going to be ingrained in them that you, you won't even have to really talk about. Dude, I absolutely love that, man. And that was so powerful. As I was kind of reflecting on things you're saying, I was literally taking notes. Um, and if you're cool, I actually want to revisit some of these parts because I have questions around mm-hmm. some of the things you were talking about. First, really what stood out to me was this idea of your openness to feedback and how powerful that is for your marriage and you and Teresa and, and just being totally open to saying, hey, when you feel like I'm overwhelming, you know, mm-hmm. I need you to be able to say that. What is really kind of helping you be totally open to this feedback? And what are ways that you really encourage that when it comes to Teresa sharing that with you? Because I, I feel like that didn't just happen all of a sudden, right? No, no, it, it definitely did not. So maybe about two and a half, three years ago when I came across Larry's podcast and I started to get involved in the Dad Edge Alliance, I started to hang out with other people who were improving themselves as, as a husband, improving themselves as a father. And so here's the thing, like, like when we go back to like, training and, and, and teaching and all that kind of stuff. So we go through the police academy, we get 996 hours to actually learn how to carry a gun, to make arrests and all that stuff. But then when we get married or we have a kid, it's sort of like, oh, here's your ring, you'll figure it out. Or here's your baby, you'll figure it out. Right. And so for me, I'm like, okay, so I have been able to improve myself over here in health and fitness. I have created my own business. Like this is really working, but I'm not firing on all cylinders. I feel like I need something at home. Back when I was hundred pounds overweight, back when I was like, I didn't have a business back when I was like giving it all to my career. I thought I knew it all, but I had to like chisel at my mindset to find out like, I don't know what I don't know. And so I'm constantly doing that. Like my kids were like, Hey dad, you're going to do an, you're going to do a podcast. What are you going to be teaching? And I'm like, well, I not only teach, but every single Friday I'm on, I'm actually learning. Like you've got to not only give, you've got to also, you know, keep taking from and, and learning and growing. Right. So I have this constant thought is like, I don't know what I don't know. And that's what pushed me into the dad edge, which pushed me into a bunch of different ideas of like, Hey, being a police officer, I'm not, I hate to say it. A lot of us have egos around our job thinking that it defines us. And it really doesn't. It's a badge. We take it off after we get off duty and we come home with your parents and all that kind of stuff. You don't realize that until you're like 15 or 20 years on. But when I was younger, I thought that that defined me. Right. And so it, it's just this thing of like, hey, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I was willing to go, OK, this is going to be a little uncomfortable, but that's the way growth is. Right. Growth is always uphill. It's always uncomfortable going up uphill. And if you're not moving anywhere, you're actually rolling back down, right? And so yeah. having this thought of like, 
I don't know what I don't know. And growth is uncomfortable. So this must be growth. When I, when I verbalize these things of saying, Hey, call me out when I'm doing these kind of things, that has to be growth because that is most definitely uncomfortable. And the more that I did it, actually the easier it got, but then also the more connected that we get because we've, we've been married for 16 years now and it's better than it's ever been, which is crazy because I don't really hear that story often. I don't hear the 16 years. It's better than when we were five years, when we were 10 years, when we were 15 years, but it most definitely has. And it's because like, I was willing to do the uncomfortable things and find out that I was screwing it up and figure out different ways of like getting better and just continuing to level up and make sure that I hang out with guys like you, Eric. Thanks, man. Yeah. And, and I, I just love being around you so much, Mark, you have such a intoxicating energy and, you know, kind of going back to what you said, this idea of, I don't know what I don't know really leads to curiosity right? Which coming back to the beginning of the podcast, we were talking about how do you change your mind towards creating new opportunities, right? And constantly being in that mindset of, I'm going to go find out, I'm going to go learn, I'm going to go create something new. And I think when you put your mind to work in that way, it just opens so many doors. The other thing I wanted to touch on, I talked to a lot of men, right? And I want to come back to that moment that you'd mentioned when you were really modeling the behavior of health, right? You were really starting your weight loss journey of losing over hundred pounds. You know, Teresa had an incredible journey as well around health, mm-hmm. but in the beginning, right, this was you really trying to model and show up. When I talk to a lot of men, what a lot of times what I hear is, you know, my wife's not on board. She doesn't want to do this with me. And to them, there's always this fear that if they don't do this together, sometimes it'll create disconnection. Right. Mm. So what is a story really that you could suggest these men come at the situation with in order to really help them continue to model and continue to stay the course in order to lead their wives instead of really Mm. feeling like, okay, we have to do this all together or else we're going to be completely disconnected. Mm. Yeah, that, that is, that is definitely false news. So I I think a lot of that has to do with like expectations. Like you're kind of like, you're expecting that if you do this, then she's going to, or she has to do this. And I think if you, if you set yourself up like that, you're kind of set yourself up for failure. For me, it was like, I'm going to work out because it's good for me. It makes me a better father, a better husband. And it's something that I know I need to do. My energy, my mindset, everything else is so much better. So I'm going to become better for this. And if she joins me, that is awesome. But if not, that's equally as awesome. I love her no matter what. It's unconditional. Like, I don't care if she's going to work out with me or not. It's not going to make me love her any more or any less. And so I just went into the garage and I just started doing it. And like, see, what happens is, like, and, and you know this, but like our limiting beliefs play dirty. Okay. They will do whatever they can to get you to not do the thing that you know you need to do. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've coached people who will convince themselves not to do that because their significant, significant other isn't. I'm like, that is like your limiting beliefs playing a trick on you, trying to get you to be back in your comfort zone. All right. Literally, it will do everything. It will, it will tell you about family, about what people are going to think, all this kind of stuff. And the reason why is because mine still does. To this day, I still have to get uncomfortable and go, wait, 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 no, I got to keep going down the path of being uncomfortable, right? And so having these expectations of like, hey, if I do this, she's going to do this. Like, that's, that's not, that's not where we're at. We're like, this is, this got to be coming from a place of like unconditional love. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to empty the dishwasher. I'm going to bring the trash in. I'm going to do all that kind of stuff. And if something happens as a result, that's awesome. But if not, that is awesome too. And when you come at that, that angle, it will be reciprocated most of the time, but even if it's not, it's not a big deal. It's not like you're depending on it or you're expecting it. When you start to have these expectations, that's when you start to resent people. That's when you start to come back with like, why did this? Why didn't you? And it's, that's just a whole different feel. And it doesn't only affect her. It affects you too. 
Because how do you feel when you're thinking that way? How do you feel when you're like, oh man, I did this. Why didn't she do this? Like, um, she's not joining me versus what we just talked about. Like, Hey, the best thing I can do as a husband right now is model the behavior. I'm going to go into the garage. I'm going to freaking model this behavior. I'm going to have an incredible transformation. And that is going to fuel you to not only get excited to go out and work out, but also when you're done to connect with your wife, as opposed to feeling that feeling of resentment. So that thought is just like tricking you into like trying to feel that disconnection again. But in reality, if you just find that new story, you can actually focus on the thing that's going to get you to show up in the garage to exercise and show up like you need to in your real life. Yeah, man. I, I absolutely love that. I imagine in that moment, Teresa, your wife must've been kind of attracted to your energy, right? That you were mm. bringing, right? This energy of mm-hmm. going out, doing these hard stuff, accomplishing these things. When I do that in my life and when I'm taking on new challenges, you know, and I'm doing these things for me, Kate says it all the time, my wife, where it's, it's attractive, like it's desirable, mm-hmm. it's intoxicating, which then mm-hmm. not only encourages her to do it, but actually makes us feel more connected, right? Which is the yes. opposite of that story I tell myself of, well, if, if we don't work out together, we're going to be disconnected and we're not going to grow together. In the end, right. I think it's really healthy to be two individuals in a marriage showing up for yourselves in order to connect with each other. I love that, man. Just like I said, articulation, man, (laughs) articulation. That was very well said. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, Mark. You know, I guess I have one last question as we kind of wrap up. If you had to imagine yourself, you know, maybe back at the beginning of this journey, uh, really trying to wrap your mindset around overcoming this stuff, leading your family, right? Like some of these guys listening to this podcast right now are trying to do right. Lead in their marriage. Maybe they feel stuck. You know, if you had to go back and tell yourself at the beginning of your journey, Hey, you know, here's some thoughts that you can use. Here's some actions you can take. What is some really powerful advice that you can help some of these men in order to get them unstuck and out of that old story and into a new story? I just wrote something down and and you probably know that I'm going to say this and it all has to do with the people you surround yourself with. It start hanging out with the right people. Every time that I've succeeded in an area of my life, when I was, especially when I was screwing up my health and fitness, I realized that when I started to hang out with other people who value their health and fitness, who value their connection with their kids, who value the relationship, who valued like their leadership, it literally got me to level up. So yes, there's some stories that I can help implant in here, but here's the truth is like, if you're hanging out with other people who are like having similar values and similar goals, they're going out and getting it. They're like not using this, or it's always an, and like when you hang out with people like this, I mean, for me, I call them masterminds, but it's literally, it lifts you up and it helps you find those thoughts when you need them the most. Not only that, but teams and groups of people are contagious. When I was eating unhealthy, it's because of the people that I was hanging out with. It was the, it was like, I was just being around people who were doing all those things. It was just normal. Right. But when it's normal to exercise, when it's normal to eat healthy, when it's normal to like connect with your family, when that's just an everyday part of thing, just like the modeling, this is the reverse of it. Right. So when you have other people who are modeling the behavior for you, you're like, this is the way that life is. Right. I can't tell you, I went from that to now waking up at like two o'clock in the morning to get all of my workouts in, to get everything done. It's just normal for me. Like people look at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is just what we do. And they're like, no, this isn't what we do. I'm like, well, that might be the people you're hanging out with. But if you're like, this is important to me is a priority. Then you hang out with those people. And I'll just Mm -hmm. give a little shameless plug here for, for you, Eric, because like literally you are like the master at this evolved marriage, not only the podcast, but what you do for men. So here's the thing. If you're struggling with that right now, you know what you need to do? You need to go all in with whatever Eric's doing. And you got to say, hey, 
I want to elevate myself. I want to elevate the connection. And that's what you do. You start hanging out with those people, reading their books, listening to their podcasts, joining their masterminds, getting coached, like whatever you can do to get in front of that person. And sometimes you can't, it's not even a real person. Sometimes it's like a book or something, but if you can get in front of that actual person, it will get you to level up, especially if they have an environment that is like built around doing that. So that would be my biggest tip, okay? Because it's like the hack, the one hack that you could give is hang out with other people who have those same values and they're heading in that direction and they're going to hold you accountable to it. You know, I often think about, you know, when I go work out of the gym on my own, I'm kind of lifting, great, like I do good lifts, but I have never gotten more of a workout when I go to a class and somebody's training mm-hmm. me and there's like 20 other people there and I'm pushing myself. I feel like I'm sweating buckets in those classes. Yes, It's half the time and yes. I'm like, man, this is crazy. But it's actually much easier to get involved. And what you're talking about with masterminds is the same thing, right? When you're on these calls, when you're having these conversations, it just really trains your brain to think differently, right? It trains your brain to think about and instead of or. So I absolutely love that, man. So Mark, if people want more of you, I know that you, you know, really help first responders. You have masterminds going on, but where can people find you if they want to connect with you, man? Um, So leofamilyfitness.com is our website. I actually have a book that I'm coming out with. It is coming out in November slash December, depending on um, depending on how quickly the editing process goes. By the way, if you're a police officer, the editors are really mean to police officers because apparently I, uh, my English and uh, my grammar and I put too many commas. But um, if you go to leofamilyfitness.com forward slash book, I can give you a uh, free copy, a uh, free preview chapter of one of my books. But I also have a, my own podcast called the Leo Family Fitness podcast. Um, and if you guys ever need anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. And like I said, in the beginning, you guys have an amazing resource right here with Eric. Like, I can't tell you how much he's personally helped in this journey that I just talked about, but just the way that he can articulate the way he can break down and the way that he can communicate is powerful. Um, and I can't tell you like how much that will do for your life. If you hang out with this uh, gentleman, uh, a lot more. Thanks, man. Yeah. And we'll put all that information in the show notes because I absolutely love what you're doing as well. And I think you're changing lives. And I think it's especially needed for first responders. Uh, And thanks so much for being here today, man, on the Evolved Marriage Podcast. It was absolutely a blast. Thank you for having me, brother. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode with the legendary Mark Hildebrand. For everything we do, check us out at evolvemarriage.com. And if you think someone you know will get value from this episode, please share as well as subscribe, like our podcast and leave a review really helps us out until next week. We'll chat soon. Cheers. 